0: Hello space fans. I'm Astronic, your virtual NASA Solar System Ambassador, and welcome to another episode of Astromedy. I hope all of you are doing very well. Today, well, today was supposed to be a very very special day, but unfortunately there have been some other plans, in the kind of ruin the special day. Uh, I I normally don't talk about dates uh, when doing the podcast because I don't want my podcast to seem dated when people are talking about things or when I'm talking about things and people are listening. I, I don't know if anybody who gets interested in a podcast and they only listen to the latest episodes, they never go and listen to the first episodes. Uh, I don't want that when people. Eventually discover me, if anybody ever, you know, eventually discovers me. Uh, I I don't want to put dates on it or anything. I just want to talk about good topics, space topics. Most space topics stand the test of time, uh, even though we're as we learn things uh, constantly. But today, uh, it is August 29th, 2022, so I will say today's date. Today was supposed to be the historic launch of Artemis One, however, uh, that did not happen, uh, and I'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, so I was actually going to record this podcast last night in preparation. I was going to do a whole lot of things. So uh, about a month ago, NASA opened its uh, like media outreach um, application for um, for this launch. So what that what they do is you apply. And if you're selected you get, you know, you get to go to the launch as a member of the media and you get to cover the launch for, you know, your outreach program, uh, and whatever you would do. So I I, I applied and uh NASA denied me. <laughs> no. Um I it's not any particular reason they only give that access to a limited amount of people and i'm sure i was one of thousands of people to apply Uh, i know many people who are who do outreach far better than i do and are well more versed in it have been denied many times but eventually they got it Uh, that was my first time applying and i did not get selected had i been selected i would have done a really good special podcast on the Artemis launch, and I would have been really upset this morning when I found out that the launch was scrubbed and I had gone. Uh, sure, many they anticipated over 100,000 people visiting the coast today, so I can imagine all the disappointment of all of those people, but the hardcore space enthusiasts, we all understand that things happen. We want to make sure that they get this right. This was or this is an uncrewed mission. So we want to make sure we get the uncrewed mission correct so when we do send humans back to the moon that we aren't putting anybody in danger. It has nothing to do with money or finances. It has to do with making sure everything is right and that everything is safe. And today's launch was not safe to, to move forward and they scrubbed it. So no special podcast for, for that. No special media stuff. But that's okay. I'm still going to cover it anyway. I'm a NASA solar system ambassador. I'm going to talk about Artemis. It's huge. Absolutely huge to talk about. But yeah, I didn't do the podcast yesterday. Um, I was really tired. wasn't feeling all that great. Um, Yeah, I I actually didn't go into work because I wasn't feeling all that great. And I decided not to do the podcast. So I had to watch TV. Dull my senses. Watch a bunch of non-educational programming. But here we are. We are here. And uh, first, uh, first, I want to welcome new listeners. I've had several responses over the last week, more than a dozen, actually, of brand new listeners who said that they've discovered astromedy and they love it. So thank you. Uh, I hope to enhance it. Uh, I, I know it's, it might sound low budget. It's just me. Just me. Just me. Y'all get to listen to me. Uh, it's just me chatting. Uh, but I do plan on having guests. Very soon, actually. Uh, there's um, a couple of different podcast ideas and topics that we're going to uh, talk about uh, in the future. And I have uh, several different guests lined up. No, None of them are famous, so don't get all excited. Uh, they're all friends. Uh, one is a NASA Solar System ambassador. The other two are not. Um, so, But... They're not famous in any way, shape, or form, so don't get it. Don't get too excited. Neil deGrasse Tyson keeps uh, ignoring my emails and phone calls. I, I, I would love for him to hop on this. However, um, I did ask him a question last week. Let me read that before we get into today's topic. Let me pull up the question I asked him last week, um, and he got back to me. I posted it on my on my Instagram, and if you saw it, you saw it, and if you didn't, you didn't. So. Um, if, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Dr. Tyson, he fields questions uh, from time to time. And um, he, I asked him a question, and he, he answered me back. Uh, maybe it was because the picture of uh, my avatar is me and him, and he probably recognized himself and said, hey, what a good-looking guy standing next to uh, Dr. Tyson. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so I asked Dr. Tyson, how close are we to developing technology that would allow us to travel faster in space than we already have? And when is it expected to be implemented? And Dr. Tyson, he responded with, not close at all. And then he elaborated, "Uh, certain forms of innovative propulsion, such as ion drives, currently offer hope for accelerating things of low mass. For humans, I am still waiting on the warp drives. Without them, we are forever bound to the sun and its eight planets. Yeah, I said it, eight. So that was the response from Dr. Tyson. And if you are unfamiliar with the eight-planet reference, that is because he is heavily criticized for being responsible for the demotion of Pluto. Uh, Even though he had no... uh, really he did not demote pluto uh, i think if i remember correctly he was advised by the international federation of planets on what they were when they decided to reevaluate what we characterize as a planet and once they all came together and listed those characteristics i think dr tyson may have been a advisor or he may have discussed some of these characteristics with the people on this committee And they determined that the planet Pluto, the former planet Pluto, does not meet these characteristics to be classified as a planet, but a dwarf planet. We won't talk about that now. I don't want to get too far off topic today because I want to talk about Artemis and the launch. So, um, yeah, it was supposed to launch earlier this morning. I did wake up. I got my camera ready. See, I live in uh, about... 40 miles from Kennedy Space Center the way the crow flies about 40 miles might be a little less could be around 30 the way the crow flies so I get really really up close views of the launches sometimes I hear them sometimes I do not it depends on what rocket is going up I don't hear any of the SpaceX uh, launches whatsoever can't hear them I was for certain that I would hear Artemis this morning because it's a very it's a it's the largest rocket that we were launching since um the Saturn V rocket. Of course, didn't hear it today because it didn't launch. So I want to talk about Artemis. So Artemis is the rocket that we are sending uh, back to the moon. This is what we're going to use to go back to the moon. It's formally known as the Exploration Mission 1. Uh, it has always been planned uncrewed moon orbiting mission and the first space flight in NASA's Artemis program. Uh, it is also the first flight of the agency's space, space launch system, uh, which we'll refer to as SLS, as we like to abbreviate everything, uh, and like, we like to make it simple. So it's the first of, uh, of NASA's SLS rocket, uh, and the complete Orion spacecraft. So the Orion spacecraft itself is what is going to go to the moon. So uh, unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties today. Um, we'll go into that. Uh, The Artemis one will last for about six weeks. Uh, It will test all rocket stages and spacecraft that will be later used in um, future Artemis missions. Uh, After reaching orbit and performing a translunar injection, so that is a direct burn to the moon, uh, the mission will deploy uh, 10 CubeSat satellites, and the Orion spacecraft will enter a distant retrograde orbit for six days. That meow you hear in the background is compliments of my cat, Wulong. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, he, I won't let him in here. He'll just he'll be really annoying. Uh, the Orion spacecraft will then return and then re-enter the Earth's atmosphere, protected by its heat shield, and splash down back into, into the Pacific Ocean. So, Artemis has been uh, no stranger to delays. So, today's mission was scrubbed to give you a little bit more background about the Artemis 1. Uh, its initial launch date was December of 2016. So here we are, almost six years later. It has been delayed a total of 16 times due to technical issues uh, with the SLS and the Orion spacecraft. Uh, so other factors contributing to delays um, are the cost uh, overruns, uh, which is the main criticism of the SLS and its budget limits imposed by you know the federal government. Uh, so after the Artemis One mission, we'll have Artemis Two. Uh, they will perform a crewed lunar flyby, and then Ar- Artemis Three will perform. A crewed lunar landing. So we want to make sure that we get Artemis 1 right so we can plan for Artemis 2. And then, again, for Artemis 3, which we were targeting. uh, When I mean we, I mean NASA. So I am a NASA solar system ambassador, if you haven't known that by now. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I'm not bragging. I just need to reiterate that as a NASA solar system ambassador, I need to communicate all the good things that NASA does. So when I say we, I am representing NASA, especially in this case. And I always must mention that I don't speak for NASA. I am just communicating the things that they tell me to communicate. Uh, So we at NASA originally planned to go back to the moon in 2024. That was the initial plan. Uh, COVID-19 kind of hindered that. uh, It's been no mistake that we were not going to make this that window that that target date of 2024 there still has yet to be an act official target to date to land back on the moon there is no official target year or or specific date i think it all depends on how artemis 1 performs and then how we do artemis 2 with the crew flyby uh, and then we'll we'll determine but since that this has been delayed you know so many times we don't have an official date yet but i also must point out that 2024 is highly unlikely that we go back. It still is a possibility, so we will see what happens. So the Artemis program is not the first reincarnation of the American crewed lunar exploration after uh, the Apollo program. In fact, in 1989, uh, just uh, the 20th anniversary of Apollo 11's lunar landing, then President George H. W. Bush, not not George Bush, the one we all know so well, but you know. George Bush Bush's father so George Bush if uh, you're too young to remember George Bush this is how he talked and uh, he was the president of the United States he had his son Jeb who was governor and he had his other son George who w- was also president and his wife was Barbara <clears throat> sorry I, I if anybody who you know works in developing video games or Animation movies. I am available for work. <laughs> right, we'll plug that in. That is my George H.W. Bush impression. Uh, he announced uh, the Space Exploration Initiative, uh, which aimed to launch astronauts back to the moon and even Mars. So we were trying to plan to land people on Mars all the way back in 1989. I was four years old. Uh, so, however, a report released just 90 days later estimated that the Space Exploration Initiative would cost a whopping 500 billion dollars so when congress sees a a budget that high um all the funding was then rejected (laughs) so you can see how much our politicians really care about our space program however however even though that george bush the first couldn't get the space exploration initiative off the ground it would have been his son george w bush uh, he established the constellation program Aiming to return humans to the moon by 2020. So he was trying to do exactly what his father had in mind return humans back to the moon in 2020. Uh, the program developed the Ares 1 and 5 rockets that would carry um, the Altair lander and the Orion spacecraft. And it even launched a test flight of the Ares 1 and the Orion spacecraft. However, like its predecessor, the program was then canceled by President Barack Obama in February of 2010, and he was citing costs and timeline overruns. So the constellation program is considered to be art Ar- Ar- ah, wow I can't talk today. Artemis' is program's spiritual predecessor because it's the Orion spacecraft uh, was kept in development after the program's demise and would eventually become part of the Artemis program anyway so I I also want everybody to know that when I'm mentioning presidents um, you know we have with politics that the way to state of politics is today it's just too crazy. So we've got a you know George Bush the first was president was a Republican president, uh, and then his son was also a Republican president. And We have Barack Obama who was a Democratic president. So here we go, three different presidents, two different parties. All cut the space program because of costs. All cut all of these programs because of costs. Even though uh, George Bush established this program, he did cancel the the, the space shuttle program. Uh, also, costs was one of the one of the many factors that the program, that the shuttle program was retired. But, so, I politics doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. It is, the NASA depends on federal government money. Uh, so, the, there's a budget every year proposed and NASA gets a portion of that budget. Uh, so, when I'm reading this, I'm not praising or criticizing anybody, no matter what the party is. It's just that I don't, really care who's in office i feel like none no sitting no former president or sitting president that was not john f kennedy really cares about the space program uh but that's another time for another day all right uh i would love to move on uh so we're one it did happen today um but it it, it, it hopefully we we got to figure out what's going on with the rocket uh we don't know what's going on um But before I talk about today's scrub and everything that happened, um, if you do follow me on social media, um, I'm always posting the cool things that we do at NASA and we try to get the public involved. So whenever we do a special launch and we're sending a rocket somewhere, uh, NASA gives everybody the opportunity to put their name on the spacecraft. So my name is on two completely different Mars rovers. Uh, well, one's a lander. One's a rover. One's a lander. Uh, so my name is on two different Mars <laughs> human objects that are currently on the red planet. So my name is on Mars twice. Uh, they also put um, allowed people to put their name on the Orion spacecraft on the Artemis one that will fly around the moon. Uh, I'm sure we'll do the same for the second flyby with the with the crewed mission. And then once we go back, we'll I'm sure we'll do this if I can't see them not doing it. And if you have not had your chance to put your name on any of this, you will in the future. So my name, again, is on the is on another spacecraft. It's on the Artemis One, so it will fly around the moon, uh, just like many others. But it's really cool to have your name on a spacecraft that's flying in space. One's on two of them are on Mars. One's going to go around the moon, and then the future one's going to land on the moon and. My name will be on it. I want you guys to do the same thing. So again, if you do not follow me on social media, uh, Instagram's the best place. It's uh, Instagram slash astronic, A-S-T-R-0-N-I-C-K. I also post this on other on my website, which is astronic.com, same spelling, A-S-T-R-0-N-I-C-K. Um, you know what? Somebody did ask me a question on why I use a zero and not an O. Well, the, the, the answer is, is very simple, is that it was taken. <laughs> Somebody else had Astronic on both Instagram and Facebook, and I looked at both their profiles, and they have nothing to do with space or astronomy, so I don't know why they call themselves Astronic. I even messaged them and asked them if they would be willing to change their handle so I could have it, Uh, and they never responded, so my guess is they're inactive. Uh, so i used the zero and what i i used the special zero with you know the line that goes through it so it kind of looks like saturn but it's clearly a zero i don't think they teach this in school anymore because people when i hand out my business cards and it's got that line through it or when i even write it down i put the line through it people still don't understand that it's a zero i blame the american education system all right so unfortunately we uh, had a delay this morning, and I knew it was coming once they stopped the countdown. They stopped the countdown around 40 minutes uh, and said that there was a, an issue that they needed to look into and that they would start the countdown once they figured out the issue. Now, when you find issues during a launch, like as you're counting down the launch, that's not a good thing. Chances are when that happens the launch is going to get scrubbed if, especially if it's a technical issue a system issue it has nothing to do with weather because the weather was good this morning uh, and all you know systems were go for the weather i knew it wasn't weather related I, I immediately when i when i heard them announce that while watching the live stream i knew that it was going to get scrubbed i said man this is going to get scrubbed uh, i i packed all my uh, my camera equipment in and i went back to bed i'm laying in bed and i'm just listening i'm watching it on um in florida you can watch you uh, have access to NASA TV. It's part of our cable package, uh, and it's free. Uh, so I get to I get the NASA channel living in Florida, which is really cool. Didn't get that anywhere else I lived, uh, and I was just waiting for them. <laughs> and then uh, they stopped commentary altogether. Like the people who were doing commentary, uh, there was dead silent for like 25 minutes, and I I knew I knew they were going to scrub it. If you read several news reports, they're 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 talking about weather, uh, but that that's just that's not true uh so let me pull up let me pull up a, a web article so I give you the real the real uh reason why I was scrubbed today it was because of an engine issue three three news articles are telling me it was weather related no that's not uh that's not great um there was an issue within the bleed system that is used to cool the engine so they couldn't there was a problem with the temperature that i knew uh that there was a problem with it, with uh, with the temperature um and the cold fuel fuel that flows through the uh, so they're assessing the situation. Um, they also saw an issue with the vent valve in the inner tank. And the combination of issues convinced the team that uh, they needed more time. So they found one, once they found one issue, they found a few more. Um, now they're addressing it. Uh, they don't know how bad, at least right now, at least that hasn't been reported. They might know that it's good or bad or what the actual problem is. It has yet to be reported. Uh, if it's a simple fix... The rocket will stay on the launch pad. They'll be able to assess the fix right then and there. Um, If it was a problem with temperature, uh, they might just have to wait a couple days and and try testing it again. Uh, But if it's a substantial fix, if it's more issues that they can't get the... um, They need the engine to be at the uh, cryogenically cool temperature uh, when it starts, uh, so it's not shocked with all the cold fuel. Uh, If they cannot fix that, then they're going to need to roll the rocket back into the Vehicular Assembly Building. Just to roll the rocket back into the Vehicular Assembly Building, it takes three and a half days to move the rocket from the launch pad to the Vehicular Assembly Building. That's three and a half days. I think it's three and a half days. I'm 99% certain. I remember that. Uh, I've been to NASA Kennedy Space Center so many times. It's definitely three and a half days. I don't need to look that up. I'm confident in my answer. Uh, It's three and a half days that they'll have to take it back. So hopefully, if that does happen, they will not launch uh, Friday, which is the next window. It is in the afternoon, I believe, in the 2 o'clock hour. The launch window will open. If it is a go, it'll be Friday, September 2nd. Um, But if they cannot figure out the issue and they need to roll it back in, we're looking at a long-term delay, um, probably weeks if not months for them to figure that out. Because if they have to roll it back into the vehicular assembly building, they have to go into the rocket. That is it. That's a long procedure that will take a very long time and it will further delay us landing on the moon. So, unfortunately, that is not great news. Um, but again, we don't uh, at least it hasn't been reported that we know what the issue is. So, hopefully, we can figure out the issue very, very quick. Uh, so if uh, you're listening to this podcast, you know, within the considerable time frame of what I'm listening, I. Uh, I will post updates on my Facebook, Instagram. Not Facebook. Uh, well, my I post on Instagram. It goes to my astronomy Facebook page, uh, which I don't really use that often. But it, um, it has a lot of followers on it, so I would like to keep it updated. Uh, I will post uh, Artemis news and whatever what we do find out. And hopefully it's not a long-term delay. Um, I'm really worried that it's going to be just because they haven't said anything yet. <laughs> I figured if there was something that would take them a few days. Um, it's been over 12 hours since The Scrub, and we have not had any updates, so I I am just being a realist. I hope I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. You know, I'm not a rocket scientist. Literally, I'm not. Um, I could be just spewing stuff out my mouth. Um, I mean, that's what podcasting is. All right. Um, I'm going to wrap it up, I think. I think I've talked enough. I think 25 minutes. I like to keep the... I'm trying to keep the podcast a little shorter because I want to keep everybody... Okay, um, that's going to be it for me. If anybody has any questions, you can reach out to me at heyastronic at gmail.com. Again, there's a zero in the astronic. I always have to talk about it. And um, congratulations first off to all the people who won sticker packets. Uh, so I've handed out three sticker packs in the last two weeks, uh, for for those getting hundreds on the Astronomy Wednesdays Ooh, excuse me, on the Astronomy Wednesday quiz. So congratulations. Uh, For my NASA sticker packs, I actually just purchased a bunch of new NASA stickers, uh, NASA style stickers. Uh, So again, NASA gives me a bunch of stickers, um, different kinds of stickers, you know, special launches and mission stickers and the NASA meatball stuff. And what I do is I sort them all out. And I also, with my own money, I purchase different stickers, special stickers, space themed stickers. And I put them all together and I make these little sticker packs and I hand them all out. Uh, I hand them out at, you know, my public events or, you know, on Astronomy Wednesdays. So you want some sticker packs. The easiest way you can get them, if you're not in the Orlando area attending one of my in-person events, you can score 100 on the Astronomy Wednesday quiz and you will get yourself a NASA sticker pack. All right. That is the end of this podcast. Tune in next time, whatever that may be. Maybe Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe next week. Uh, but it'll be very, very soon. Uh, I do have a lot of topics I do want to talk about. And, of course, the ever-promising... I'm sorry, um, Ashton, it goes to the movies, which I'm changing the name of, by the way. And I'll, I'll tell you why I'm going to change the name of it. So if you've been listening to the other podcasts, I've been talking about, you know, my favorite movies. And then I'm going to review them and discuss uh, the movies in depth, some scientific and fun facts. And uh, i we did mention... Uh, Armageddon, how scientifically inaccurate it is, and I'm gonna also do that movie as well. Uh, but I was gonna call it Astronick Goes to the Movies," and I have come to discover in the last few weeks that my, you know, everybody's personal astrophysicist, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, he does lectures. Um, if you if you aren't aware, he go, he goes around uh, every on tour, and he does specific kind of lectures. One of the topic lectures that he does. Is called An Astrophysicist Goes to the Movies, and He Shows a Movie. So I thought that was a little too close, um, and I don't want to be a copycat or compare. It's, uh, I'll come up with a different name. Um, I thought Astro Nick Goes to the Movies was good, but, you know, somebody else got there first. So I don't want to copy anybody. Uh, so we'll have those rolling out to all of you in the future. But until then, until next time, be curious, be creative. And always, look up.